We are committed to becoming more, to making more money, to having more opportunities, growing physically and mentally strong, writing our own destinies, fighting and conquering our demons, breaking addictions, facing rejection, conquering our fears, rejecting external validation and the need for acceptance, taking 100% responsibility and complete charge of our lives. I'm John Sanmez and I'm a fucking bulldog. What's up bulldogs? All right, I have another another interview here. I'm talking to someone who I've been wanting to get on the channel for a while. Uh, his name is Todd V, and you may have heard of him. I've probably mentioned him in, in quite a few videos when I've talked about things around relationships, dating, uh, masculinity, and, and such, because I find him to be uh, one of the best authorities on the subject uh, on the internet today, and and someone who who I trust to, to give good advice. So really excited to have Todd here. Uh, so welcome, Todd. Thank you. Thank you for the very kind introduction as well. Yeah. So, um, so for, for everyone that, um, that, uh, that doesn't know like who you are and, and what do you do? Maybe you can give like a, a quick, uh, intro of, of kind of who is, who's Todd V and what's your, what's your role in this, this internet, uh, <laughs> internet fiasco. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm a guy who, when I was 18 years old, was not good with girls, lost and confused. I was actually good at a lot of other things, but the, the whole, relationship being a man as a grown-up thing wasn't something I was quite so so good at yet I hadn't figured it out um, so when I got to college I just decided there's something I needed to get handled I started talking to every girl I could find basically um, developing the skills to um, to be attractive to women which um, has an interesting effect which is when you when you go down that path of trying to be, become an attractive person um, at first you focus on like tactics techniques things you can say things you can do and then over time, it's things you can become, right? And right. so it becomes a catalyst for, for just becoming your best self overall. Um, but in any case, I was lost and clueless at about age 18, 19. Um, I did a lot of work, figured things out, um, and then I started teaching guys to be successful in dating, be successful with women. Um, and from about the age of, I wanna say like 22, 23 years old, until now I'm now 36, um, I've been teaching um, basically most of the time, full-time, uh, how to, be attractive, how to be the best man you can be, um, specifically with respect to being attractive to women and um, um, th those kind of elements, but also um, with respect to general sort of self-help and growth and, and the things that come along with it as well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's, I think that's what really resonates with me is, is a very similar message with the audience of, you know, it's, it's not just about the tactics, but it's, it's about becoming, becoming the person and and who you who you become, which which makes the the biggest difference in in your life. I think uh, I think a lot of people kind of figured that out from from reading the the game and then you know hearing about mysteries problems after he got the girl. So yeah, it's it's definitely funny. Um, with that that's an example. The other example is like we have tons of students over the years where if you tell them the right thing to say, they'll mm. say it, but it's the wrong person saying the right thing, and it just comes right. off incongruent. It comes off as fake. Um, and if anything, it, it actually like kind of hurts their game. So having the right thing to do and say is very, very important, but having the right understanding and mindset and, and being the right person behind it absolutely matters as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I, I totally agree. So, so with, um, you know, with your, your history, you said that you started out and, uh, and you just started talking to as many, any girls as, as possible. Mm -hmm. How did you, I mean, was that difficult for you to just 
to do that. I know a lot of a lot of guys I, I talked to, they, that's one of the things that they struggle with the most is just they're like, yeah, OK, sure. That sounds like great advice. I'm sure that would work, except that uh, I'm basically pissing my pants if <laughs> to do it. You know, so how did that work for you? Was that something that you found easy or did you have to like really psych yourself up to to do this? No, it was definitely difficult. Uh, the first two times I went out to go talk to girls and approach girls very formally, um, I went to a mall and I walked around the mall for about four hours and did zero approaches. I was just yeah. like, come on, that one's that bad situation. She's busy, you know, not 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 cute enough. Like I just excuse after excuse after excuse. Um, and yeah, and I walked around the entire time. I, I went home afterwards and I felt like a total loser. I'm like, well, I, like I went specifically to go talk to girls for four hours and I didn't talk to a single girl. I felt terrible. Yeah. Um, the third time I went, I did almost the same thing, except finally, um, I, I actually brought um, a friend with me and made them like push me at the very end. Um, and I, I finally talked to one girl who was working at a store and I didn't even have like a Amanda woman or like, like a, sort of a, a pickup-y conversation at all. I just went and talked to her about, you know, the clothes she was selling and then tried to be social. Um, but thankfully she was really sweet to me, really nice to me. It was a really cute girl. Um, and that was encouraging to me and helped. Yeah. Um, so those, those were the first times I went and actually actively tried to do it. Um, fortunately, um, I did have a little bit of reference experience. I was in college, um, and I, I got very lucky in a way, um, when I did my college visits to go decide what school I was going to go to, I was just kind of, I didn't know what to do. I was kind of dropped on campus. Um, and so, um, I had to find out about the schools so I could either take the guided tour, which I thought was not going to tell me much, or I could walk around the campus with my mom, which is an 18 year old boy is not happening. Uh, uh, or I could just go, go walk around randomly and try and figure it out. So I was like, mom, just leave me. I'll figure it out. Um, and so I started walking up to people and just asking them what they thought of the school and that kind of stuff. And I realized with that, that I could talk to a girl just as easily as I could talk to a guy, because essentially I'm talking to a human being at that point. I'm not talking to a girl as a hot girl. Um, and so when I had that sort of excuse or that, that, that premise around why I was talking, then I was able to actually have those conversations and good things happened. I actually got invited to parties. Um, like, oh yeah, you're, you're a new student. Yeah, come on. We have a party tonight. Come, come join us or come back to my room, my, my dorm room. I'll introduce you to my friends. I'm like, I just got in, invited to a hot girl's dorm room. How did this happen? Um, and so I had a positive reference. I knew that it was at least kind of possible. Um, but then when I actually did get to college and started, it, it was harder because I didn't have that fake story. Um, I didn't have that reason behind it. And I had to just kind of man up and just own the fact that I actually liked girls and I wanted to talk to them. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, I like that you, that you had that beginning. Cause I think a lot of, a lot of guys can relate to that. I mean, when I, I remember when I first was extremely shy, extremely introverted and, and I probably did the same thing, walked around the mall. I said, I'm going to do this and that. And, and I think a lot of guys think, Oh, either a failure, but you feel like a failure, but, but mm -hmm. that's like, I mean, it's baby steps, right. To, to be able to, to get there. And uh, I like that idea of the uh, something I would call like a context shift is like if you're playing a role or something, a lot of times even just like if you're teaching someone or someone is putting you up to it or there, there's some other reason, now you suddenly have this courage because the context has shifted. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's a pretty pretty good concept. What, what other things would you say like in general for, for guys that are really struggling to just do this. I mean, I guess you know, and, and kind of part of this is also like, do you think it gets easier, or is there is there always still the, is it always still a battle to some degree? Oh, it definitely gets it gets a lot easier for a couple of different reasons. Um, reason number one is you get desensitized to it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you realize that fear that you have, that that adrenaline in your body, it literally is a chemical in your body. Um, and the more times you experience it and push through it, the more times you you're scared and you go anyway. Uh, you kind of get used to it. You get desensitized, and then it doesn't affect you as much. So literally, if I look at a hot girl and some like average guy looks at a hot girl, he gets more adrenaline and more fear reaction in his body than I do. 
And right. also I'm desensitized in the same way that like an, an alcoholic, when they drink, they get less sensitivity to alcohol. I have less sensitivity to like adrenaline and fear um, than a normal guy. So it doesn't literally affect me the same way. But also um, I have a lot of reference experiences of positive things happening. Right. right. So instead of me being like, oh, hot girl, oh shit, I hope I don't mess it up. I'm like, hot girl, oh wow, this could end well. This could become something very good. So I have a lot of positive motivation because literally that adrenaline in your body, you could think of it as fear or you right. could think of it as excitement. It's the same as getting on a roller coaster. Like people scare themselves as a thrill all the time. They jump out of planes, get on roller coasters. Walking up to a girl, it can be a positive or a negative. It can be scary or exciting. And the more positive references you have, the more it is exciting for you. Right. Yeah. So I think that's very, very important. In terms of um, things to help you get over um, anxiety to approach, um, one thing that I, I will recommend very strongly if you're doing it on your own, you're doing it without someone to push you, is to um, kind of lower the bar for yourself, lower your criteria for success at first, and allow yourself to build up to it. Um, so you can do sort of progressive things. So maybe just walk up and say hi, and that's it, and you're free to leave. Or walk up and ask a girl for directions, and that's it you're free to leave if you want to. Now, obviously, if she, she starts being friendly and talking to you, you're free to continue. You're free to keep talking to her, but you're not obligated, right? And then maybe right. you could ask an opinion. Then you can maybe just give a compliment with no intention behind it. And if she continues the conversation, great. If you have to leave, leave. Um, but at least you're giving yourself, you don't have the excuse to just not go, right? And you're giving right. yourself a, a very um, doable goal, something that you know you can succeed at, something you know is not socially awkward or weird, um, but you are getting used to physically walking up to a girl and saying something, you are getting used to walking over and, and interrupting a conversation and realizing that's okay and nobody's going to shoot you for it, right? So gradually building up to a full approach um, can be a very, very good thing to do um, if you don't have someone to push you. If you do, do have someone to push you, that's also a good approach. But if you have someone to push you, the other way to go is just get thrown into the deep end of the pool and just know that like yeah. they'll, they'll yell at you and scream at you if you don't do it and it'll be embarrassing if you don't do it. So that can work too. A lot of times when, I, when I'm coaching guys, I make that, that decision at the start. Is this yeah. a guy like throwing the deep end of the pool and just like he'll he'll swim, or is this a guy where I need to do that progressive desensitization? And some guys are one way, some guys are another. It's just kind of about getting inside the, the person's head that you're coaching, figuring out what approach will work with them. Yeah. Um, final thing I will say, um, and this was a massive help for me, um, and it goes back to the fact that I had um, had those college visits, I'd had some success, even though in a different context. As soon as I realized it was possible to do this, as soon as I realized it was possible to walk up to a girl and generate attraction. For me, there was no longer a choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. For me, as soon as I realized that was possible, there was no longer a chance I was not going to learn this skill set. There was no longer a chance I was going to be that guy who waits and hopes that some girl randomly likes him, right? If I could proactively meet the girls I wanted to and proactively take charge of my life and be not just like average successful, but incredibly successful in this way, as soon as I knew that was possible, I would have gone through, I would have walked through any fire to make that happen, right? I would right. not have tolerated you know, being mediocre when I know that more was possible. Um, and so I think that mentality is very, very important as well. Um, and a lot of guys don't know it's possible. A lot of guys exactly. have never seen it. Um, they've never experienced it. And so it's very easy for them to be like, oh, no, I, I don't believe that. Or, oh, no, it couldn't work for me. But once you've seen it, there, there really is no going back. There's the the um, the sort of the thing, the, what is it from the matrix, that you take the pill and you see the reality. Once right, you yeah. see the reality, like it's very hard to go back. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There's a, quite a few things to unpack there. I think I, I really like that idea of uh, it's, it's something that I, that I talk about a lot of times here on this channel about trusting the process is essentially like separating the results from the outcome. Like if you're just supposed to do this thing and you're not worried about the results, then 
you know you're going to improve and get better and I, I like that it's it's not as so much pressure if you're like oh, i gotta go and i gotta talk and i gotta you know, like do this next step but if it's just i just gotta say hi mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's a process and then i also like that uh that idea uh like, like you just said about if you know it's possible i think and in fact that that's probably something you know good to to talk about as, as well it, today i think a lot of guys there's this counter message that i'm seeing coming out uh you know what, what you described would be you know with the red pill in, in uh -huh. the in the matrix but there's actually this this weird thing phenomenon coming out now called black pill where mm -hmm. all these guys are basically they're taking away that one thing that you said that i think is, is so critical and, and so many guys that i know that are that are involved that have had success have, have had which is they're taking away that that a belief that mm -hmm. it's possible because they're telling they're basically saying oh well you know and they're showing all these pictures of guys and their jaws and their their chin mm -hmm. and they're saying okay well you know if you're not attractive if you're not conventionally attractive you've got no shot because that's no matter what people say people are saying confidence but it's not confidence it's not status it's it's attractiveness mm -hmm. and if you don't got it and you're 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 an incel or whatever it is then then right. you're you're just screwed uh, you know, what do you think about all of this and, and, and th these beliefs? Yeah, so there's there's a lot here. There's a lot of different different aspects to this. Um, one is flat, flat out looks do matter a little bit. They mm -hmm. do matter a little bit, right? So you should do what you can do to look better, right? If you walk out of the house looking like scrubby and badly dressed and your hair's all messed up and your breath stinks, that's not going to help you. That's right. flat out true, right? Those things do matter. However, um, for guys, they do matter less than um, a lot of other things. Right. So, for example, um, I'm like physically, aesthetically less good looking now than I am when I started a game. When I started a game, I was an 18 year old college athlete. Right. Now I'm a like slightly out of shape, 36 year old man. Right? I mean, I'm in OK shape for like overall, but I'm not you know, I can't run a five minute mile like I could back then, you know. Um, and my, my jawline is, is less less chiseled. My face is a little puffy or whatever. Um, but my results now versus them are incredibly, incredibly better because I've developed a skill set because I know how to communicate and because I know how to hit the triggers that the girls actually respond to. Right. right? Um, and I think the reason a lot of where this belief comes from is that, that guys are putting themselves in women's shoes and they're saying, what do I like? What do I want? And for men, we primarily look at women physically and say, that's what's attractive. Right. And we, we look at a woman and we're like, oh, she's hot. I would like to sleep with her. Um, and there's not a lot she can do to change it. Maybe if she's like an axe murderer, we'll change it. But like for the most part, once we've decided that, we, we like her, right? Um, but it's not the same for for women because um, the things that are going to contribute to survival of child for um, for a woman, it has a lot to do with physical health, phys physical, which is reflected in beauty. Um, but for a man, what's going to help his child survive and him, him, have to, him to have offspring is more his um, his status within the tribe, his ability to garner resources, those kind of things. Um, and then that, that's, that's, you know, women can cue off certain cues for that. Like one of the biggest ones is how the guy is received socially, right? right. So as a man, if you appear confident, if you appear to have good social feedback, that is the equivalent, um, in a lot of ways to being a hot woman, right? It's, it, and the nice thing as a man is that it's something you can change and it's something you can work on, right? For women, it's a lot harder. I mean, you can do plastic surgery and a lot of women do, right? And you can go to the gym and things like that. But we're actually lucky as men because appearance is a lot harder to work on than behavior is, right? right? We don't have to like massively change our appearance and do all these like crazy things in order to become more attractive that, that women do, right? There's a reason that, that men don't wear makeup, right? Now, there, there probably are makeups that, like, this is like offhand tangent, there are probably <laughs> makeup that I could wear that would make him like more attractive to make him look more masculine and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But the marginal difference for that wouldn't be big enough to make it worth it and make it a huge industry. Exactly. Yeah. The good point. Yeah. It absolutely is because they're being judged primarily on their physical attractiveness. Um, the final thing I will say with all these kind of things, though, the the whole um, it can't happen, it's not possible. First of all, you're wrong. But secondly, even if you were right, thinking that way is never going to help you. Exactly. Right? If you were right, believing that it's, you know, believe, having this nihilistic belief that you can't change anything is not possible. Even if you're right, you're not enhancing your life. So you may as well believe it. Right. You right. may as well believe that it's possible. And the, the nice thing is that once you start believing it and once you take some action, you will start seeing good signs. You will start seeing good positive feedback relatively quickly, which is nice and, and very, very encouraging. Um, I do think, though, a lot of guys um, do come to that, that, that black pill um, kind of mindset through having tried it a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like maybe they've tried a little bit, but they've tried under like bad guidance or they've tried like um, kind of they've done like some half ass attempts or half hearted attempts. And then those failed, and so then they just got discouraged. And and I think that's sad um, that that's the case. Um, but I would encourage those people to to try again and try try differently, try better, if at all possible. Because, I mean, it, like having great relationships with women, as much as as much as women are are far from perfect creatures, right? Um, but having great relationships with women is one of the most beautiful and wonderful things that you can have in this life. And so to just write it off as not for me or not possible for me. Is, is a really, really sad determination to make and one that should not be made lightly. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I really like that that idea that it's not a it's not a belief that's going to benefit you. So so why would you hold it? And uh, yeah, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. And, and even I think, you know, you hit on a really good point, which, you know, I've talked to some guys that, you know, obviously in my in my community and whatnot that have really they're really sold on this. They're really sold on. No, sorry, I, I'm I'm I look like a five. So there's no way I'm getting anything above a five or, or you know, and uh, and, and I've and one of the things that they said, I've tried it. I went out, I went out and I talked to like 10 girls and I didn't get any phone numbers. And I'm, and, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to remember when I first started, it's like, I think I had like 300 approaches before I had one result. Like, gotcha. you know what I mean? And it was like, that's like, they're just, I think a lot of them, they, they don't understand the, the numbers. They think that going and talking to 10 women is, is a large number yeah. where it's, it's like, I mean, I think someone who's, who's relatively, good would say that if they can you know uh have a successful result out of even out of 50 that's pretty decent for 50 approaches but i mean most i think guys starting out is probably like more like 200 300 i mean i yeah. guess it depends on on some of the the factors but yeah you know, if you're able to if you're able to like sleep with one out of 10 girls you approach that's pretty advanced in game to be fair right that's that's pretty that's pretty decent and that sounds bad right that sounds like oh well nine out of ten rejected you but if you think about it right you could do you could very easily, like I, I did one time I went out for in two hours and I, I got 23 phone numbers in two hours. I talked to roughly 30 girls in that period. So if you got a one in 10 sleep with ratio, um, you would have three new girlfriends in, in, in two hours time. Right. Look at it that way. That's incredible. Yeah, that's exactly. Incredible result for your dating life. And yes, it means you have to take a couple of rejections along the way. You have to be mad enough to like stand through those. Um, but um, that's not really so bad. And actually to be fair, most of the rejections won't even be bad. Most of the rejections will be like, Hey, listen, thank you, but I have a boyfriend or, or things like that, which are not personal to you in any way, shape or form. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so um, one thing I wanted, well, I wanted to, I want to talk to you about definitely like the approach that you take, uh, the, the system that you have. But before I, before I get into that, 
uh, I wanted to to talk a little bit about your your kind of history and background because I think it's kind of interesting. I know that you you did poker. Uh, I find a lot of similarities. It's kind of interesting. There's this overlap between like people that play Magic the Gathering that studied oh. the game and play mm -hmm. poker. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird because there's there's something about that and, and kind of maybe philosophy. Uh, people that say philosophy, but it's all it's all kind of mixed in there. So what what kind of um, Maybe uh, I'm, I'm curious about kind of your history, that whole narrative of, of where you started the business. And of course, you you were with RSD for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe kind of the, the the kind of brief version of that story would be would be interesting, I think. Yeah, I can give you the broad, broad strokes of my career and stuff like that. And we can talk about poker as well. There's there's some very good lessons in poker um, for life, um, for game, um, also for investing. Like if, yeah. if you want to be a good investor, learning a game like poker is one of the absolute best things you can learn, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, you learn risk and reward. You learn variance, all those kinds, of, and you learn to like think analytically, even when you're being unlucky. <laughs> and bankroll <laughs> management. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, also very important. Yes, you can you can be a great player. You you put too much on the line, you you lose anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. I was so growing up, I was a very just. I was a, an athlete, and I was into to games a lot. I was actually a, a chess player as a kid. Uh, oh. Learned to play chess when I was two and a half, like two two and a half years old. I uh, won my first tournament when I was about six and a half years old. Um, I was state chess champion for my age uh, in elementary school and middle school. Um, and then I quit because I didn't want to become, I didn't want that to be my whole life. Um, but I, I played games. I also played soccer um, up to a semi-professional level as well. So I've always liked games. I've always been, my, my, I was very fortunate to have a dad who is one of the most amazing coaches you could ever have. Um, and he taught me basically, he taught me to, to teach myself things and he taught me how to win. <laughs> Those are like the two major lessons of my youth. Um, and so I didn't have any particular skills with the girls. In fact, if anything, he taught me to not have skills with the girls because he didn't want me to go out and be social. But he did t teach me the fundamental skills of, of how to win and how to learn, which are the skills that have gotten me um, where I've gotten with women. Um, and also got me kind of where I got with coaches, uh, sorry, with poker, um, which coaches comes up in a second. Um, so with poker, basically, I was, um, you, you may have read the book, The Game. Um, for those of you who have, um, I appear in it, I think I have three appearances in the book, The Game as a minor character. Um, but basically I was the guy in the tent in the backyard behind Project Hollywood in the book, The Game. Um, I quit school, one credit away from graduating, took an internship to go learn game and learn business. Um, and I was living in, in a tent behind the, that house. Um, and at the time I had enough money to last me about one month and that was it. So I had to make money. Um, and it just so happened that one of the people that, that the, one of the CEOs of, of, of the, one of those companies was partying with was a, a like basically world-class poker player. So I'd played chess before. I'm like, well, if I could play chess, I could play poker. Um, will you teach me to play poker? Um, I'll make some kind of deal with you. I'll, we'll make it worth your while. Will you teach me to play poker? And he told me no, um, but he, uh, he gave me some books. He's like, I, no, I'm not gonna teach you, but here's some books, teach yourself. Um, and so I taught myself for about, I wanna say like two or three, about, I wanna say like maybe a year or two, I guess. Um, and I basically turned, $300 into about $9,000. Um, and I went back to him and said, okay, look, now I can, I can play. I'm clearly a winning player. Will you teach me now? And he said, okay, now I'll teach you. Yeah. Um, but I had great mentors for that and, and a great, um, a great support system for that, which I think is very, very important if you want to get really, really good at anything. That's a, that's a great lesson right there too. Just, just a uh, side note here is mm -hmm. the fact that you had asked for a mentor and he said no, but then you went and read a bunch of books and learned and then you went and then he said yes. Because mm -hmm. I think so many people ask, they're like, oh, just teach me. And you're like, and it's like, well, you haven't done any work yet. So no. Yeah. 
yeah, it wasn't worth his time. Like this was a guy that was making five hundred, a thousand dollars an hour sitting down to play poker. Maybe at that time even like almost two thousand dollars an hour because the height of the poker boom. Um, and then you know it was it was definitely not worth his time to teach somebody who'd never played a hand of poker. Yeah. But when I showed him like here's my results, here's what I'm doing, it makes a big difference for sure. Yeah, and I think that that is very true. I think the way to get into a lot of good arrangements in life is to provide value first before you ask for anything back. Exactly. Or at least show show the ability to provide value, right? Most people, most people won't give you things on charity, but a lot of people will give you things on, on exchange of value and potential. So I think that's, that's a better approach to take a lot of times with people for sure. Um, <clears throat> okay. So anyway, played poker for a bit. Um, and then I, I became, I actually got two ways of supporting myself. One was through poker and one was through becoming a dating coach. And they kind of both happened concurrently. Um, but I've been a dating coach most of the time since, although I took about three, four years off to play poker in the middle. Um, okay. Yeah, and then I worked with um, I worked with one of the one of the biggest companies in the industry for a long time as a contractor, um, and then I um, wanted to have a little more control over my projects and have equity and things like that. So I became a business partner with them, um, and then that lasted until about a year and a half ago. And then um, we had a bit of an uh, unamicable divorce where a lot of illegal things were done against me, which we're currently in court for. But since then, I struck out on my own. Um, and I've been running my own company for the last basically year and a half. Um, and it's been going just incredibly well. I've been like way better than I could have possibly imagined. Um, and very, very happy with it as it, as it stands right now. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think you've done a good job of, of, of making your standing out right in, 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 this, in this crowd. You have a, a, a message that I think is, is, is a little bit more believable and, and realistic. So I think that that helps a lot when, when people are getting kind of tired of the same old, uh, you know, yeah. kind of song that, and dance. I think that there's definitely different ways to to market. One is to be sensationalist, and one is to go for like the quick, like fl quick, flashy thing. Um, yeah. It's I think it's very, very important in the long run that you make claims that you can back up, right. um, and that you have um, really, really good word of mouth, really good, you know, um, like customer service, customer reviews, that kind of stuff. Um, because as as fast as something can can grow based on flash. Um, it can fail just as quickly based on a lack of foundation. So it's, it's yep. better to grow slowly with a good foundation or hopefully quickly with a good foundation than to grow like like a lightning with with a bad foundation. And it's very, very important. And it's just true with anything you learn. So fundamentals really, really matter. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you one just super quick story. It's kind of unrelated, but it, it, it does relate as well. Um, so I'm also a pool player. Um, pretty decent. If, you, if, if I play someone who's not like a serious player in a league, I'll probably beat them. Um, and I've been playing for years and years. Um, but, um, one thing I always wanted to do was actually get really good at, at pool. So when, so when I went to the Philippines, I took lessons with, um, a, like a, a top Filipino, the he basically spent three days teaching me to like shoot completely straight with the cue completely level and with huh. a stroke. So I, he didn't teach me anything advanced for like the first three days. I mean, it was like the most boring, monotonous, actually painful getting into the position over and over and over again, physically painful for my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, doing it over and over and over, but that's all he would teach me for the first three days. And what I wanted to learn was how to make the cue ball spin different ways and do all these crazy things because I already could kind of do those things. Um, but then on day four, he showed me, okay, now that you have a straight stroke, now here's how you make the cue, cue ball spin. Mm -hmm. And that lesson took all of like half an hour, but that lesson would have been completely impossible without the three days of getting the fundamentals down. Because before that I had, I had like bad form, and if I had tried to do the technique to get like the, the proper spin in English and, and aim it, um, I would not have been able to do it. I would have been like, you know, 
knocking the ball all over the place, totally out of control, totally unpredictable. Right. Yeah. So, so many people they want to learn like the advanced stuff. They want to learn the this is how you know this is how you you do what Michael Jordan does in basketball. You need to learn the fundamentals first. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. That's that's very true. I think that's with anything pretty much in life is it's like even even someone like Tiger Woods had to relearn his golf swing, right? I mean, that's at that point, it's pretty damn costly to to do that. But exactly. And he was already like the number one player in the world at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I had that. I had a similar. I had an experience definitely when I was playing poker, where I was I was like somewhat good, and I was making money online. And then I I started to become a little bit reckless. Like I didn't have the fundamentals down, and I actually had to. I was putting like you know a couple hundred bucks on here and there, and then finally I was like, okay, you know what? I had like ten cents on my account. I was like, okay, you're not putting any more money on there. <laughs> so I was playing like one cent, two cent poker with yeah. ten cent. You know, getting just playing perfectly is is you know getting the fundamentals down as much as possible until I got the I eventually got the count up to like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Just working it up because I forced myself to like focus on on that, not on making money, but on focus on playing it, playing it perfectly. Cause I, I yeah. had to, but, um, but yeah, there was a lot of, a lot of lessons. Definitely. I, I would say that I learned in life in, in poker that, uh, especially EV, EV is like such yeah. a good, good concept. Yep. But, um, and what, what would you say like was, was kind of the, the big things I know you talked about investing too, and that's the same thing I found very, very big overlap between doing like uh, options trading and mm-hmm. poker because very similar concepts, uh, stoicism, like, you know, to, I, I was finding that the, the top poker players were not the people who knew everyone knew the strategy at the, at the, at the level. It was the people who could be mentally tough and emotionally resilient enough to actually execute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So in poker, there's a thing called tilt, which means good player playing absolutely horribly and lighting his money on fire basically. Yeah. Um, and it's like an emotional reaction to, to losing oftentimes, sometimes an emotional reaction to winning. Um, but yeah, the key thing in poker, and I think key thing for a lot of people in life is to just do the right things over and over and over again and trust the process and trust the results going to come. Yeah. Right? Um, so if you're sitting at the poker table, constantly counting your money and thinking, am, am I ahead or not? Am I winning or not? Um, that's, that's a very bad mindset to have because then you start thinking like, oh, I just have to win 500 instead of thinking I just have to make the next right decision. Um, one of the, the best um, kind of good learning moments I had in, in poker, I was, um, I was, I was playing a, as a 61-20 Hold'em game. So decent game. I was already a pretty good player, a big winning, big winning player. But there was a guy who was like, a, he'd been a, like a seasoned professional, played much higher limits than me, and he was like sitting in my game. Um, and um, so he, he was playing, I was playing. When he got up from the table, he did something, because I, I had my chip stacks all like nice and neat and always like calculated. I knew exactly how much I was doing and stuff like that. So he got it from the table. And this is like very bad etiquette, but he was kind of a friend in a way so he could get away with it. He basically took a bunch of my chip stacks and messed them all up. And he put like this stack over here, this stack over here, this stack over here, this stack over here. He goes, and then he said to me, look, now you can't count them, just play. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I couldn't tell if I was winning or losing. I couldn't tell if I was ahead or behind. The only thing I could do was play the hand the right way. Yeah. And I, that was actually like a really great statement, a really great message for me, which is it doesn't matter. Because it's not how I do today or how I do tomorrow or how I did last week. It's one huge poker game that lasts my whole life. And if I make good decisions, I'll win big at it. If I make bad decisions, I'll lose. Right? And yep. so you need to really focus on the thing you can control, which is the decisions. Because in poker, you can play perfectly all day and lose money. You can play awful all day and win a ton of money. But over a year, that's not possible. Over a year, if you play well, you're going to win. If you play badly, you're going to lose. 
yeah that's a that's a really good point that and i think that again applies to to game and to to life in general it's just like so many we're very tempted to look at the result and then say oh we did right or wrong based on the result but the result it's it's taking right action over and over again which is critical and but our brains are wired to say oh hey we got this result when we did this thing so this you know that creates that learning loop but we have to break that and say no wait a minute I have to learn how to take right action and forget about the results. The results come, uh, but but they they're not. You know, there's there's that probability element that exists in life. I think you, there was actually I I wanted to write a book on this, but Annie Duke actually wrote one called uh, Thinking in Bets. I don't know if you've read that, but I, I, saw, I saw it recommended on my Amazon. I haven't read it, but I, I have seen it. Yeah. It's good. It talks about a lot of a lot of this stuff. Uh, what we what we talked about, and you know, basically how poker applies to life, and and the idea that you know some things that that every everything in life is a component of of luck and skill. And you when you when you get a result from something, you have to now dissect it and say, okay, which 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 component led to that? Was it ninety percent luck and ten percent skill, and you did the best you could, or was yeah. it ninety percent skill and ten percent luck? And and you're you know when you have a bad result, you blame it on luck. When you have a good result, you blame you you accredit it to skill. Right. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think another thing that that helps a lot um, in in poker, but also in game, is deciding what you attribute as success. Uh -huh. right? So, um, in so for example, in game you walk up to a girl and maybe you're afraid to to approach her, you're afraid to to show interest and be man to woman because you're kind of scared to do it. Well, if that's a struggle you're having and something you know you need to work on, if you go and do that thing, even if the girl rejects you, it's a success for you, right? Because you worked on the thing you needed to work on, right? And you did the thing that, based on your knowledge, would give you the best chance of success. And that's that's the only thing you can ask of anybody in life is that they have their model of the world and they have their understanding. And based on that understanding, they do the thing they think is best, right? That's all you can ever ask for someone performatively. And then the next step is to analyze it afterwards and figure out where your model is wrong and make it a little better the next time. But if you're consistently doing that, you're going to consistently crush whatever aspect you're trying to do in life. Yeah. And same thing going back to poker, which is if, um, if you lose a hand, but, uh, but you played you know, every bet correctly, you're supposed to be happy about that hand, even as the chips right. are being pulled away from you. Um, and then, if you misplayed a hand and win it, you should be very sheepish as you're as you're shuffling in the chips. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, and it's such a super hard concept. I think for people to understand until they've played poker, because especially even in situations where it's like where you're on a draw and mm -hmm. the pot odds dictate that you know you only have a twenty percent chance of winning that 80% of the time, you know, four out of five times, you're going to lose. Yet mm -hmm. the correct play is to bet and to lose the money uh, because, because you know, the, of the 20% of the of time that you do win, you you get 10, 10x uh, what you lose on the on the 80% of the time that you you uh, lose. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but that's, it's such a difficult, like our brains are not wired to understand that concept, but, but it applies yeah. so Everybody broadly in life. Yeah. Cool. So what? Um. Uh. So so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, about about your system because I actually actually uh, bought your course and checked it out. Uh. To to review it to you know to make sure that what uh, what I'm telling people is uh, about you is right. And I really liked it. I, I felt like it was you know I liked the simplicity. I liked that it was something that I could just remember. It's like okay, and, and you could very explain very. I mean, there's obviously intricacies to it, but I, I liked that very. Uh. You know, very 
simplistic boiled down approach of, okay, you know, this is your checkpoint, bup, 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 and you, you're going through this and, and you can keep that in your mind. Whereas I think a lot of other type of, of systems are, they're too complicated. It's like a lot of information, but this is very straightforward. You go from here, you, next you go to here. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what that is and kind of what the steps are. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so um, the way that um, learning dating or learning pickup uh, works, like looks nowadays versus when I started learning is completely different. So mm -hmm. in year 2000, there was like no information anywhere on the internet. Now there is so much information and so many theories and so much out there that there's there's guys that know all these concepts, but they're just misapplying them. They're, they're doing the wrong thing at the wrong time or the wrong thing for the wrong reason, or they're just confused and overwhelmed by so much, so many different theories and concepts and information. Um, so I started doing calls with um, with guys that were were clients of mine um, and just going over what their sticking points are and what they were working on. And I realized it was a lot of the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and really, really basic fundamental things. These guys knew all this advanced theory, but they didn't know the fundamentals of, of how they were, where to use it, what they were trying to accomplish, that sort of stuff. Um, so in the system, what I tried to do was break um, the process of from saying hello to a girl to um, essentially whatever your close is, whether that's having having a date with a girl, having sex with a girl, having relations with a girl, but basically the process from hello to result. Um, and I tried to do no no fluff, no extras, just what are the absolute must have components that that every successful interaction needs to have. Mm. right? And um, so at a at a beginner level, what I would encourage you to do and what's inside the system is, literally just focus on doing the next important component and that's your only focus it's very simple very like i don't want to say bare bones but it's, it's very like clean and direct what you're doing from there um but at the same time um as you go from inter beginner to intermediate to advanced you can layer on all these other elements and each and every one of them should enhance your results as well right because the other issue a lot of guys have in game is they'll learn a structure of, of game that gets them a result but it's fundamentally flawed and so in order to get better, they have to unlearn something. You, you mentioned like Tiger Woods, like, you know, changing his swing up. That's a very difficult experience. Like to, to be, you, 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 you were really bad with girls and then you got kind of better to a point. And then in order to proceed, you have to get worse again. Yeah. Just on a ego level, on a results level, on a lifestyle level, it's very, very bad and very traumatic for a guy to have to like get worse with girls. Right. And but if, if, if that's the learning process, that's 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 what we have to do. And so a lot of guys, they stagnate when they reach that point at the point where they have to unlearn something or, or reevaluate what's being successful to them. They basically plateau there and never improve again. And so you get all these guys that have been they've been doing game for like five years, 10 years. And they're they're at a very basic intermediate level, which is is very sad. You should not you should if you, you're in game five, 10 years, you should be very advanced, very, very good with girls. But the problem is they're reaching this point where emotionally it hurts to learn because you have to get worse to get better um so i tried to design the system in such a way that number one it has all the the, the basic elements and you learn that right away as a beginner but secondly as you layer on the elements there won't be a time when you have to unlearn things right so it's it's a, a cohesive foundation that you can then build on and build on and build on all the way to advanced game um so that's the way it's structured um that's that's what i you know th that's what I've, I've attempted to do with it and i think i've done a decent job um, and then it's also obviously tons of examples. Um, I have infield footage of myself and, and some of my coaches um, so you can see exactly how we're implementing it and, and break down our understanding of it um, as we go. And then you know, there's a lot of other things like lessons you can do at home, exercises. Uh, it's just as comprehensive a course as I could possibly make it based on, based on two decades of experience. Um, and I, I think probably the best thing I can say about it is that 
people have said that they think it's the best course that they've seen, which that's, that's what means the most to me that it's getting results for real people. Like I can say whatever I want about it. I can tell you all this theory or whatever, but um, the, the, the real proof of the pudding is when people say like, Oh, I, I wasn't getting results before and now I am. And so that that's really the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes, it makes a lot of, a lot of sense. And like I said, I think I liked the, the simplistic of, of the, of the structure of it so that you know what, you're going to do rather than having all this information in your head and it's like you know that's i think that's the hardest thing it's like okay well what comes next mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you've got that to find out from the open to the establishing premise and yeah. um, maybe we can go over the kind of the skeleton of that if you don't if you don't mind sharing that yeah, of course. so um most mistakes that guys make in game um mm-hmm. especially guys who come into game as, as like nice guys or guys who have not had a lot of success with women um are, are basically failure to escalate failure to take the interaction to the next level. Right. Um, so basically the system is a structure of what are those next levels you wanna be taking the interaction to, right? So the most basic mistake in game is not going out, right? Staying at home and not going out, not doing an approach, right? Sure. Not, yeah. not opening, right? Not starting the conversation. No, no, uh, no, if you just stand there with your drink, they'll come talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> One, once in a blue moon, yes, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm usually not the hot ones. <laughs> like you look around you see all these guys just hoping praying hoping that someday this will happen but yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. so yeah number one mistake not going out number two mistake is going out and just standing around like you said with your drink you know standing in the corner with your drink and hoping a girl will approach you which doesn't happen um so that's that's where that first stage of opening comes in you have to start the conversation you have to know a way to get yourself into a conversation sure right? well that's the first stage opening and that's all you have to do you're not trying to like win the girl over on the opener, you're trying to like seduce her on the opener or make her think you're God on the opener or anything like that. You're just starting, you're just starting a conversation. That's it. All right. Um, the next stage is establishing premise. Um, and this means basically establishing um, what the interaction is about because every conversation has a premise. Right? If I like right now, the premise is, you know, we're, we're talking, we're doing like a, you know, discursive interview. Right. Um, or the, you know, if you go into a, a, a office and everybody's in suits and they shake your hands, that's a business meeting. That's the premise there. You go into that same place and everybody's wearing Hawaiian shirts and there's like hors d'oeuvres. Now all of a sudden it's a party, right? So every interaction has a premise, has an idea of what that interaction is. And that dictates the content of the interaction. So if the girl knows that this is an interaction where there's a man and a woman involved and it's what's on the table is a potential relationship, she's going to react and act in a different way than if she thinks you're just a friend or if she thinks it's a business meeting or something like that. Right. And guys are very scared um, and also very um, uneducated in the techniques to take a friendly platonic interaction and make it a man-to-woman interaction or take um, someone they, they, they meet through school and turn it into a relationship, right? And there, there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Um, at a beginner level, any way is the right way. At a beginner level, right. you know, I think you're cute um, and I am just giving you this compliment and I would like to take you on a date is way better than nothing. Um, at an intermediate and advanced level, there's a lot of subtle ways to do it where um, you kind of keep the girl guessing. There's a lot more flirtation. There's a lot of, um, a lot of nuance to it. Um, but a beginner level, it's basically like, listen, she needs to know what interaction you're having. You need to get to the point so that you're not um, in the friend zone or having like, you know, six month conversation that goes nowhere, et cetera. Right. That's, that's kind of that whole friend zone. Like when, when guys don't do that. And then like, six, like you said, six months later, all of a sudden they're like, you've popped a surprise. <laughs> Yeah. The girl. she doesn't she's never seen you in that way and then you're you're pretty much screwed so yeah exactly like well what you've done if you do the friends over six months is you've actually established a completely different expectation so she yeah. has like tons and tons and tons of data of you as a platonic friend and then suddenly like whoa i have a penis she's like wait what 
it's like a, it's like a violation of trust then it's yeah in a way yeah because the relationship was based on one one premise and you've changed it yeah yeah so yeah so establishing the correct premise right because again every every conversation has a premise but the man to woman premise is the one you want in um in a dating relationship and, and actually as an aside this idea of premise is useful in other areas too if you're in sales establishing the sales premise is important as well so whatever whatever conversational relationship you're in making sure that the right frame is set around it and the right understanding of what's going on exists between the two parties is one of the fundamental things you need to do in, co in communication. Right, right. Um, so that's premise. Um, the next stage um, is evaluation. And basically what this means is um, most of the time when a guy goes and talks to a girl, the default assumption, especially in a romantic context, is that the guy is chasing the girl. The guy wants something from the girl and the girl's the one in power and the girl's the one who, can, who has the decision-making ability. Right. Um, when really high value guys talk to girls, it's flipped around. Like think of like a, a Cristiano Ronaldo or um, like Leonardo DiCaprio, those type of guys. When they talk to girls, the girls are actually chasing them. Right. And now in that, that those cases, partly because they're celebrities and famous and, and those kind of things. But the point is, and the, the same exists, though, with like the cool guy in the social circle and like the girl will, will actually chase them as well. Um, so you want to set the frame and set the, the idea that you're a selective guy. In in the world, there are basically two types of guys. Ninety, probably ninety nine percent of guys are the guys who are scarce with women, um, hoping they'll get attention, hoping they'll get a date, etc. And then there's that one percent, or maybe you could extend to five percent, depending on the level, of guys who are really high value guys, and the girls are chasing them, right? And funny enough, if you start acting like one of the guys that girls are chasing, girls will respond to that and start chasing you, right? So. Um, here's a little fun trick, actually. This is, this is an online dating trick, but it, it, it suits the purpose. If you were to make an online dating profile, um, you could actually make a pretty good online dating profile without saying a single thing about yourself. <clears throat> if you just said, here's what I'm looking for right. and the standards you have for a girl. Funny enough, you haven't done anything to sell yourself. You haven't done anything to make yourself look that great. But the very fact that you're confident enough to say, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I won't tolerate. Already, girls are going to assume you're one of those five percent of guys that's had enough success to be confident enough to do that. Right? Right. So the very act of screening a girl, the very act of saying, <clears throat> "Excuse me, I have standards, and you need to live up to certain standards," automatically makes her assume that you're one of those really high value guys. Um, it's also really important for connecting with the girl, getting to know the right girls for you, and the girls that you're actually going to get along with the best. So it has like a dual purpose, right? So one, the fact that you are screening, having standards, makes you more attractive. Two. The fact that um, you have those standards helps you meet the right girl. And actually three is once you've actually found a reason why you like the girl, now it makes sense for you to take her on a date. It makes sense for you to have sex with her. It makes sense for you to have a relationship with her for reasons other than just that she was physically attractive. So it, it is a lot more of a genuine connection, a lot more of a genuine experience for her. And it feels a lot more like a win for her um, as opposed to like, think about the story in a girl's head, right? If the story in the girl's head is, he was attracted to me. He walked up to me and then I slept with him. Maybe she had fun with the sex, but it's not a win for her because she just gave in to what you wanted. Right. But where in her head was he walked up to me. Um, we, we, he wasn't so sure about me at first. And then actually I, I, I impressed him. We had a lot of things in common and we had a great connection. And then we slept together. That's a win for her. Right. right. And setting it up that it's a win for her is going to make her one much more likely to date you, have a relationship with you, have sex with you. Um, but it's also going to make the story in her head of it much more positive um, and much more more palatable and, and make, make that connection actually deeper.
Right. That, and that makes sense. I mean, it's, again, I think there's so many parallels to draw, but like in sales, you know, one of the like things to do is to qualify the lead by pushing back and saying, I'm not sure if you're ready for this right now, or I don't know if you're the kind of person that, that is, has got what it takes. And, and then they, I immediately jump out and say, no, 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 wait a minute. I, I, I do, I do want to, you know, and, uh, and I think that's, you know, it's, it's a similar, like people want things that, that they have to earn, not things that are just given to them, even just giving away free stuff. I think a lot of people, uh, even on online marketing, they say, Oh, why don't you just give your courses away for free? It's like, well, mm-hmm. honestly, like, yes, it's a business I want to make money, but also you if I give it to you for free, you're not even going to, you're not even going to apply it. You're not going to, find any value but if you have to pay for something if it's if you have to earn it in some way you want it definitely true people when they when they've made an investment when there's that commitment to something it definitely is incredibly more valuable to them very very true okay so we've got open we've got uh establishing premise we've got the uh not uh the evaluation open premise evaluate now in a long interaction like if you have time um what you'd like to do next is establish narrative which is actually have a storyline between you and the girl which is, this is the like falling in love part. Now, if you met a girl for five minutes on like the, like uh, at a coffee shop or something like that and just got her number and, and follow up for a date, there's not gonna be a lot of narrative there because there's just not a lot of time. Right. Um, but if you spend hours with a girl, you go on a date with a girl, you build a relationship with a girl over years, this narrative part of like, what, how are you guys special to each other? What do you mean to each other? Is very, very important because this is essentially the difference between a, a romantic relationship, like he's my boyfriend, she's my girlfriend, or we're husband and wife, versus just we're two attractive strangers. Right. It's the storyline of how you met, what you mean to each other, why you guys are right for each other, that kind of stuff. So so building that that deeper connection is very, very important in the long term. I don't want to talk about that too, too much like right now, because it's kind of a longer, ta- longer one to talk about. Sure. Um, it, it is important when you do have more time um, on a quick interaction, like if you're meeting a girl for just a few minutes, you can largely skip the narrative part and you're going to build it later on a date or build it later when you know when you have some more time. Um, but in the long run, if you had a relationship that never builds narrative, that relationship probably won't last very well. So it right. is very important. Um, and then the final stage is close, um, which means come up with some way that the relationship is going to continue in a positive way. Right? And that can be getting a number um, more likely or, or, or better. It's, you know, taking a girl home and, and, you know, having sex right then and there, or in the long run, having a close is um, decide becoming boyfriend and girlfriend, becoming husband and wife. And obviously there's more depth um, and more, more narrative involved in various closes. Right, so you can close for a number with very little narrative, very little storyline. For someone to marry you, there's probably needs to be some narrative and some storyline and some like you know, <laughs> really like each other for fundamental reasons and have some similar beliefs and stuff like that. Um, but it is important this this closing part because um, most sales situations and and doing a cold approach is kind of a sales situation, right? You have yeah. a product, they, they, they're a product, you're, you're matching the the buyer and the seller, so to speak. Um, most sales situations end without anybody asking for a close. And that's the same in, in pickup. It's the same in, in dating, right? Um, so many guys and girls have nice flirtatious interactions. They have that, that spark of attraction. And then nobody says, Hey, what's your number? Let's hang out sometime. And nothing is ever done with it. Right. And that was was a big thing for me for years and years and years. I had, so I had, I had girls that were into me, um, just because I was like a successful athlete or I was like like a star student and different, different stuff like that. I didn't have any girls into me because I was good at talking to them or interacting with them because I sucked at that at a young age. But I had girls that were into me and they would actually come on to me, but I was too scared to actually close. And so right. I missed opportunity after opportunity after opportunity as a kid um, and as a young adult um, because I just didn't ask. I didn't say, hey, what's your number? Let's go on a date. Or I didn't say, hey, you know what? Do you want to like 
talk sometime and whatever. Or, hey, I guess, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend in middle school? Whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, so it's so, so, so important because all the other stuff without closing doesn't matter, right? You can have this great interaction with a stranger. She likes you. That she, she is like trying to prove herself to you, trying to win you over. And then you walk away and don't have a way to contact her. What was the point of it all? It's all for right. not. Right. And so it's, it's very important to close it. And then um, closing the right way um, will make a big difference as well. So there's a lot of technique and nuance to the close over time. But as a beginner, basically, it's just ask. Yep. Just ask, please, please, please take it somewhere when you have these good interactions. Um, and obviously, any, any kind of model needs to have um, an, 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 a tangible end result. So that's what the closing part is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that's, that's definitely a sticking point for a lot, a lot of guys for sure that I've talked to. It's like, they're like, just, I don't know. Did you, did you find out if you could make the sale or not? Like, <laughs> didn't yeah. even try, like, I didn't feel like it was going well. You don't know. You don't know until you actually try and see. Yeah, sales calls end with like, Oh, and that's my product. As opposed yeah. to, you know, do you like the red or the blue or, you know, which one are you leaning towards? Or, you know, does that seem like an investment you'd like to make today? Whatever, however that, however you close it, those things need to be said. Yeah. 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 It's interesting too. I think just observing and seeing like, you know, the situation where the guy's talking to the girl the whole evening and then he doesn't close, but then like two minutes later when he goes to the bathroom or turns his back or something, some guy that just shows up, I don't know, or just closes just mm -hmm. like within in two minutes, like no rapport, nothing, just, just because he made the ask and, and that's what she was looking for. And you, you didn't know if you didn't ask. So yeah yeah what telling's not selling right yeah cool so um uh so so guys also uh, i just wanted to to make it clear uh we'll, we'll definitely check out uh todd's course like i said uh the system and and to make it clear here this isn't any kind of uh affiliate deal or paid promotion obviously i do affiliate deals and, and stuff for for different things but i always tell you guys but in this case i just i just like what, what todd the message that he has and i like his product and so i just wanted to have him on so uh you know there'll be a link in the cards to go go check that out check out his youtube channel as well but uh, but go, go check out the system like i said i think it's it's really good uh there'll also be a link in the description as well so thank you i massively appreciate the the recommendation and the kind of words thank you yeah yeah no problem when you're doing something good i think that uh people should know about it so uh so um uh, we'll probably wrap this up in a, in a in a second here but i do want to ask you about uh books because i'm a big reader uh, mm -hmm. Sounds like you're a pretty big reader. I always like to get, uh, you know, kind of, and I, mean, I know it probably changes from day to day if you're anything like mm -hmm. me, but what, what are maybe like the top three books that you'd recommend that come to your mind today? Sure. Um, well, it really depends topic wise. Um, I can give you um, some good books for like general, like dating books. I can give you tons, tons for that. And then like general life books, um, you know, a few as well. Um, yeah. Let's break it into the two. Let's do the general, the dating ones and then some general ones. So I'll give you um, some nonfiction dating books, great books to read. Um, one that you absolutely must read, although it, it will it will make you trust women less, but it is important for understanding reality. Um, <laughs> I know where the, what this one's going to be. It's <laughs> called Sperm Wars. Uh -huh. um, and so it, it basically, it talks about, um, it, it talks about the biology of sex and why, why different behaviors in the bedroom exist and, and why they are the way they are. Like why women orgasm, why they'll orgasm with one guy versus another, um, like all kinds of stuff. It, it, like what what survival and replication purpose masturbation serves, like all kinds of stuff like that. It's crazy, um, but it, it definitely will give you a lot of insight into female psychology and a lot of insight into what turns girls on, what doesn't turn girls on, um, and what will um, 
um, what what behaviors really are like high value from a um, from a, from a male near sex perspective? It's a, it's a really really interesting book, fascinating. Also a really good read because it's told in like stories, little stories. Yeah. So it's very very readable, very quick read as well. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 okay. Go I was gonna say it is it is one guys that will like if you're not aware or like ready for it, it may, might make you go cry in in, in the corner <laughs> under your desk because it's oh, a little right. bit of a harsh truth the reality but it's reality like you have to understand reality so yeah it absolutely is I, I know um when I was reading it I, I looked back at some of the behaviors that that were in the book and I looked at past girlfriends I'm like that bitch yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was doing um but anyway. Uh, so that that one's really interesting. Another one for just general understanding, like, is a lot of my 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 theories and philosophies they come from real world experience, mm. but it's real world experience that is um, filtered through scientific understanding, um, and a lot of that's evolutionary psychology. So I highly recommend um, read a book on evolutionary psychology. There's a lot of good ones out there, but read a book. Um, so the one the first one I ever read was The Moral Animal, um, which is a very, it's a very pretty dense book. Um, it's not not the fastest read, but it's really really good and really in depth. Um, a slightly lighter read um, and on similar topics would be the Red Queen. Um, so but one or the other of those I would recommend um, for any man should just understand um, evolution, psychology, biology, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's important. Um, for um, fiction books for game, um, I like um, The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's really just good for like philosophy of truly contributes value and doesn't put a lot of it puts importance on their own opinion and their own judgment first above like just following the crowd and just like lean, leaning into what everybody else thinks and stuff like that so it's a very very important um also the way that um it's kind of funny actually um there's a book that a lot of people read which is uh i think six pillars of self-esteem okay uh, yeah, yeah the funny thing is that um the the characters in ayn rand books exhibit those those six pillars of self-esteem incredibly, incredibly well. And I think are like, I think it's like a more fun way of getting that limit, that message, because it's through fiction. Exactly. And actually, um, Ayn Rand and Nathaniel Brandon actually had some kind of like they knew each other and there was some collaboration there. So there's it's not a coincidence that the, the, the concepts are there. But in any case, the, the the character of Howard Rourke, and if you look at um Atlas Shrugged, which is another with Ayn Rand's books, um uh John Galt and some of the other characters, uh, Francisco Danconia first for a little bit, um, they exhibit true self-esteem. They're like yeah. great models of what tr a, a, a true man with real self-esteem is. So they're, they're good, like sort of heroes in that way. Exactly. Um, yeah. They seem to yeah. like, um, yeah, I really like both of those books, but the, the, this idea, like what I really got from it was the idea of like, you know what, like you're trusting yourself. It's like knowing this is what I'm going to do. It doesn't matter if other people are against it or, or what is, what is happening. Like I, I have a hundred percent belief in myself and, and what the path that I'm choosing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just a hard thing to do. It's a hard yeah. thing to do in life, but if you can do it the right way, you're going to, you're going to do good things. Um, next one, this book, this is a book almost nobody recommends. Almost nobody's read this book, um, but it's called The Hustler um, by Walter Thomas. Um, it's about a pool hustler. Okay. Um, he's very talented at the game of pool, um, but he hasn't learned how to win, so to speak. Ah. So he, he will tend to like um, choke in, in certain circumstances. He'll tend to find excuses and things like that. And throughout the book, it's, it's his path to from becoming a good pool player to becoming a world-class pool hustler. Because the difference between playing good pool and winning money at pool is is very much a psychological and character um, difference, not a not a difference of how well you play the game of pool. Um, so it's, it's his journey towards it's sort of towards peak performance and towards um, 
towards getting the most out of himself on, on a character and fundamental level. Um, also a really good read, um, very fun to read and, and a pretty quick read as well. So um, I recommend that one for, for sports psychology and how to win. Um, and then um, one other one for female psychology that I really like is um, Stranger in a Strange Land um, by Robert Heinlein. Um, that's actually science fiction, um, but it, the, it's, it's a kind of a weird premise. Basically this guy like grew up on Mars and he comes back and it's weird. But in any case, um, there's a belief system that he brings back um, from his, his experience on Mars that is um, a very good sort of belief system and understanding and very in tune with female psychology. If you are a guy who wants to date multiple girls or like have open relationships or just understands kind of how women view sex as opposed to how men view sex. Um, okay. So it, it's, it's just a good kind of um, underpinning. And the concepts in that book of what is jealousy, what is love, the way that's addressed in that book has been very, very useful to me in terms of maintaining healthy relationships and, and in terms of talking to girls and explaining what I want in a relationship to a girl in a way that makes it win-win as opposed to a way that makes it like I want something from them that's not reciprocated. Right, right. So I, I like the, the way the, the idea of a relationship is addressed in that book. Um, so I think it's very good. And again, it's a fiction book, so it's an easy read. Um, so those are books I would recommend um, that will help you in your relationships and also be interesting reads at the same time. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a couple of those I had that I'm adding to my list that I haven't read. So uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely talked about sperm wars on, on the channel before on that one. <laughs> Gosh, that's that's a hard one though. For yeah, that one gets people. a reaction. It definitely, if you're not prepared for it, it will knock you on your ass. But um, yeah. it's 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 good to know. The, the thing that I'll say about that one is it's very easy to read that and then be very 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 distrusting of women. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, the way I would view that is what you want to do from that is love women as they are rather yeah. than as we wish they were. Exactly. So you understand them as they are first. And then love them as such. It's like any any creature in nature has its pros and its cons, right? Like a tiger is beautiful and incredible, but also dangerous. It'll bite your head off with the champ, right? Yeah. And if you if you don't respect the tiger for what it is, you'll get your head bitten off. But if you respect respect it and like you know acknowledge it and are safe around it, it's this beautiful, incredible animal that that's that's wonderful to have in the world. Right? Same thing with women. Like they they have their they're dangerous characteristics and characteristics that can break your heart. They also have their beautiful characteristics that can make your life so, so, so much better. Um, and if you understand who they are and what they're about um, and, and can love them as they are and understand them as they are, you can have very healthy relationships and very positive relationships. So don't look at, at um, the, the dark side of, of, of sex as a negative towards women. Look at it as understanding women so you can love them all the better. Yeah, no, I think that's a great perspective. I think that, in fact, that's that's really one of the things that uh, that we need more of, of a message today. Because I think a lot of guys, there's, I don't know if you're familiar with the whole like the men going their own way, the MGTOW mm -hmm. movement. But and I, I was I was on board with it at first, except that it's become very, I feel dark and very uh, skeptical and uh, jaded. And it's like the, the the reason why we're learning these truths is not so we can have the victim mindset and be like, Oh, they're so bad. And, and society is so bad and so evil in this feminist society and all these things are bad, but so that we can understand the reality so that we understand, you know, what, what are the rules of the game and we can, we can master the game and play it better from a, again, I, maybe this comes from the poker perspective of like, <laughs> of being on like, you know, it's like, this is what the situation is. Uh, you know, I can either be upset about it or I can just say objectively, this is it. And I don't, I don't have to have an emotional 
uh, involvement of of what the the circumstances is. It's just a question of this is a layout, this is the situation. How am I going to play this? Absolutely, and I think that's that's the healthiest way to deal with most things in life is exactly that. Like first accept reality and then deal from there. If you're in opposition to reality, you're just causing yourself stress for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like the there was a, a really powerful concept in in the power of now that that uh, that I really got was basically like you could deal with the problem or deal with things in three ways. One is to change the situation. Two is to leave the situation, and three is to accept it. And it's like if it's not one of those three, it's whining basically. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that and that's that's what most people choose as option four, which has no there's no 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 benefit to it. So exactly, exactly. All right, Todd. Well, I, I appreciate uh, you taking the time and and the work that you've put out. And and like I said, guys, uh, you know, check out Todd's YouTube channel. Check out the the system. I think you'll you'll find if you like the kind of uh, you know philosophy and the kind of like mental approach that I take to a lot of things in life and the bulldog mindset. Uh, you're definitely going to resonate uh, with with Todd's message because it's it's very much the same way. Looking at the the philosophy of things as you, you've probably heard. Uh, as as I've been talking to him, but uh, but leave me leave me a comment below. Let let us know you know what you what you thought. Maybe if you've got some questions, uh, you know put put them down in the in the comments. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks a lot. Todd. Anything else you got? Another thing, by the way, um, that they could check out, <clears throat> which is actually completely free, and along with the idea of like winning mindset and like the the, the stuff that you teach. Um, that I have a course actually called Winner Game. It's oh yeah, oddwinnergame.com, and it's it's completely free. It's it costs you zero dollars. Um, definitely check that out. It has a lot of stuff about dating, but it also has a lot of stuff about philosophy of winning and philosophy of life. So that's completely free, and I'd encourage anyone to check that out as well. Cool. Okay. Awesome. We'll put a, a put a card and a link down there as well. And uh, yeah. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, well, thanks, thanks again for joining. And uh, thank uh, you we'll for have to get to, we'll have to get together sometime in the in the real space. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right. Take care. Cool. Take care.